The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the hosts and are intended for entertainment purposes only. This podcast should not be considered professional advice and the information in this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval, endorsement, or accuracy of the information presented. Any reference, mention, or resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The members of established in Amity are not experts or professionals in any field and not qualified to analyze any persons, places, businesses, or any organization of any kind. The established in Amity podcast is in no way related to any movie, television show, book, graphic novel, radio drama, play, musical, video game, table game, or other podcast. No rights reserved. Hey guys, you are listening to the Established in Amity podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash established in Amity. And follow us on Twitter at Establish D Amity. And make sure to keep up with us on SoundCloud at Established in Amity so you never miss an episode. Thanks. Welcome to the Established in Amity podcast with Laura, Justin, and Jordan. I'm Laura. I'm Justin. And I'm Jordan. Hello, everyone. Um, If you stuck with us after our Requiem adventures, uh, congratulations and thank you. Um, We are in the aftermath of Requiem, and now we are going to talk about today. um, It should be a, a pretty short episode um, we're going to discuss the movie The Lodgers. Um, it is on Netflix. It is not a Netflix original or anything like that, but it is on Netflix if you want to watch it. Um, it's it, it was pretty good. I mean, uh, well, you're really selling it there, Laura. I, I liked it for the most part. It was real weird. It was really weird. Um, it, but it was more art house. It was more for our. our art house listeners than our true like gore and horror listeners yeah for sure yeah that was all right let me uh start off with the pertinence here um the initial release of the film is february 28th 2018 the movie is called the lodgers it is an irish language like technically an irish language film i mean even though it's english but it's irish um directed by brian o'malley Brian O'Malley. Um, family, uh, a family curse confines orphan twins Rachel and Edwards to their home in punishment for the ancestors' sins. Bound to the rules of a haunting childhood lullaby, the twins must never let any outsider into their house and must be in the rooms by the chime of midnight and must never be separated from one another. Breaking any of these rules will incur the wrath of the sinister presence that inhabits the house after midnight. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Indeed. It was okay. Roger Ebert gave it a 2 of 4, and it has a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. So a lot of meh feelings all the way around. Yeah, I feel like it had, I think the overall consensus of this movie was, 
It was okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it started out really promising. Mm-hmm. I, uh, so it starts out and it's pretty creepy and it seems to be moving along at a good pace and like the character development is, seems pretty good and everything. And so in the beginning I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But then the story kind of doesn't really go f- much further than that. And so... Well, it, they can't go anywhere, Laurel. Where's the story going right, to go? exactly. <laughs> so, so that's where it was kind of... That was the downfall. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought the storytelling was really good. The way that they kind of pieced together what was happening with the house. Um, the fact that they kind of told that story, I thought, pretty well with the context of what was going on with the two kids. Um... I don't know, I thought it that part was good, and it was visually very stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really creepy, because the concept is that they, you know, generation after generation of twins, so the, the two people that are living in the house right now... Rachel are, and Edward. Rachel and Edward are a set of twins, and then you come to find out throughout the movie that their parents were twins, and their parents before them were twins, and all that. And so they obviously sleep with each other. They are twins and they sleep with each other and have kids to perpetuate this, like, um, immortality that right. they think that they have. Yeah, they kept saying they were, that they were perpetuating perpetual immortality through their bloodline. That's what they kept yeah. saying. So basically they were just incestuous, which I thought was interesting for those repressed, repressed Irish folk to uh, take on a... Uh, a subject that was kind of so taboo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, um... Yeah, it was weird. I, I did like it, though. There was definitely tropes in there, but it was... Well, no, it wasn't really a fresh take on anything, because we've seen this incestuous thing before. But, um... It was interesting to see that as the story progressed, that they thought the whole time that their parents committed suicide and, you know, their grandparents and great-grandparents or whatever. But it seems um, as Rachel, the daughter, is having, like, a a vision, I guess, that her father actually drowned her mother in the pond mm-hmm. before killing himself. Yeah. So, which... It, which kind of makes sense because as the story progresses, like Edward is this like super shut in, the only one that ever leaves the house to like go to town to like get eggs and bread and milk or whatever is Rachel. So he has like no outside contact. He's just like super pasty, really creepy twin. So fucking creepy. Uh, Yeah. He's really weird. And he's like slowly getting like angrier and angrier Like, he has, like, a meltdown because she comes in the house, like, at the first chime of midnight because they have to, like, be in their rooms in bed by midnight. And, like, has this meltdown, like, grabs her face and, like, makes her sing this lullaby that they sing throughout the Yeah, she's she's slowly but surely pushing the boundaries of the role. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's pushing it. She's tired of it. She's... Well, she's having, like, a sexual awakening. She's just... She's ready to get out there. And he's just like, no, we're good in the house. She's like, no, I'm trying to get out here, you know, and hang out with Sean, the local boy I met in town. Lancel. So. 
Lancel from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And then they run into good old Walder Frey, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Mr. Argus Filch, yep. a.k.a. in this movie, I think his name is like Mr. Birmingham, Birmingham or something. Yeah. A.k.a. So. if you need a weird old man in any movie in Ireland or England, that's who you're going to pick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good pick. He is. He really is. So yeah, her brother's nuts. I mean, he's just like, you can kind of see it throughout the movie that he's slowly just, like, he's ready to just, like, submit to whatever the curse is, whatever is going to happen with them in the house, and whatever happens after midnight in the house. And, like, she's like, no, fuck this. Like, this is not a way to live. So it's interesting to see um, how it all pans out. There's definitely some creepy elements. Um throughout the movie that I really enjoyed. Like when she's in the bathroom and then all of a sudden there's a like the leech. Eel. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. An eel leech, whatever in the tub and um, the upside down water and the shadows. I really did enjoy the imagery in this. So that was probably my favorite. The storyline at the end sort of got blah, but yeah, I think the imagery throughout was pretty creepy. I stayed up and watched um watched that '70s show afterwards because I didn't want to have nightmares. Not yeah. that it was that scary, but yeah. it was just like the perfect time, yeah. the perfect setting. Yeah, so. some of the imagery was just kind of creepy. That's Whoa. the only thing. Like some of like kind of stuck with you with like uh, when they the people who like live in the cellar or whatever it is start to come up. Uh-huh. That was kind of creepy, like that imagery. Uh, we watched to all the boys I've loved before on Netflix after. <laughs> Which was adorable, certainly. Um, yeah, I thought the uh, you know like right from the jump, like she comes in and there's like the naked version of her brother like standing behind like the pole, and he's like, I think her name was Sarah. Or, or no, it's Rachel. Rachel. Right? Rachel. Duh. And there's like Rachel or whatever, and like you know. Or, like, she sees him in the mirror, you know, and that. So, like, there were some good, like, sort of creepy elements. And then, um, I think the idea that, like, underneath the house was, like, this completely upside-down world version of itself mm-hmm. was sort of a creepy image. But it's also interesting. So, it's like, this movie sort of proved to me that it's not always just me who has a problem with, like, European or different styles of horror films. Because this movie was sort of deliberately ambiguous to what was going on. You knew it was, there's some curse. There was obvious by the scene when they're both sitting on the bed together that there's, like... You know, that there's, like, some incestuous things going on because dude really wants to bone his sister and get in the bath with her and all that other shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't necessarily know the whole story. Right. And they really took their time in telling it. And I wasn't bored. I was interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not... And, you know, part of me always... I'm always trying to be self-critical and say, like, well, maybe I just didn't like Requiem because I'm just some fucking privileged white American dude who's just like, ah, it's too whatever. But, like, this, in the same vein, you know, was very slow and very plotting 
and very ambiguous. But I still liked it. And I still, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't like the best movie in the world. Right. But like I was interested enough that I wasn't bored. I wasn't right. looking at my phone every five minutes. Right. You know, it was interesting enough. And I think that that, you know, plays yeah. to the strength of the movie for yeah. sure. Again, I mean, I, the pacing was good. The storytelling was good. It just wasn't. It wasn't uh, very they scary. could only well, it wasn't very scary, which is fine. You know, it could have like a creepy element, but it just also wasn't. Um, it didn't have a great payoff. Like the, mm-hmm. I felt like they could have done more with like the history of the family and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. they, it just the story itself wasn't they didn't have much to do, like, to go with it because they're yeah. just right. stuck in this house, you know, or in the village. Um, and then it did bring a little bit of the outside with Mr. Birmingham, like, coming unannounced to their house. But other than that, like, there wasn't much that they could go with the the modern storyline, so it would have been nice if they would have done some, like, flashbacks on the history of the family and stuff. That right. would have been a little cool. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I think it was, it was good. It was a quality movie. It just wasn't certainly the best movie yeah. I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. No history about their family other than the fact that they've been living in that house for generations right. or whatever, but it's like, well, how do they get this money? And is the, is there oh, some yeah. kind of, is there proof that in the past this incestuous behavior allowed them to get this money and to establish this estate and become wealthy? And then how did they start to fall from grace and where did it go wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and all well, that, I think, you know, sorry, not to interrupt. No, no, you. go ahead. So I think, and I only gathered this after reading reviews and stuff, but so what I I think I recall from reading reviews was that the whole reason they were in that estate was because they became this like incestuous family and they were like hiding from everyone. Yeah. So they like as their punishment for like being this incestuous family, they had this estate that they built where they have to follow these three rules and stay locked away. So it's like, if you're going to be these incestuous twins and try and keep this bloodline, like you have to stay in this estate. This is where you go. Oh, like, so everyone knows that they're doing it and they're like, fine, but just stay over there. Well, you know, that's, they kind of alluded to that with yeah. the, um, with like the village, like Sean's mom and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I wish they would have gone more in depth You're to right, that, yeah. you know, like instead of just kind mm-hmm. of alluding to it and kind of like making you guess, like I wish they would have right. gone a little more in depth on that because I think it would have made the story a little richer um, yeah. than it was. But I mean, again, the storytelling was good. I mean, the writer of this movie obviously is very talented um, mm-hmm. when regards to storytelling because a lot of the movies that we have qualms with is because they're... The, writer is not a good storyteller and then you just get this like convoluted idea thrown on screen and it's not very good which this movie isn't like that i just wish that they would have gone a little in more in depth on some of the things rather than like like i could have done without the village like weirdos like attacking them constantly instead of like actually going in depth of the background of the characters and the background of like like, the mom would have been interesting to, like, go yeah. more in depth of what she knows and of their past, but... Yeah, maybe, also, like, a flashback like, or something, yeah. and... Oh, boy, heavy... Getting a handy during, yeah. uh... uh well, backyard. Sure, like, but I was also gonna say, like, homeboy 
having one leg after fighting in World War One really wasn't relevant to the story at all either. Well, no, it wasn't World War One. Again, did not know this because, like, I'm not an avid, like, history buff. But until I was doing research, apparently it was set in rural 1920s Ireland. And this was yeah. supposed to be post-Irish War of Independence. Oh. And they thought Sean was a traitor because it was the whole war against, like, Ireland and Britain. So, like, oh. people that went and fought, like were supposedly traitors, and that's why they, like, did not like him when he came back. Oh, my bad. But again, it didn't really add to the story. No. Right. It didn't really have anything to do yeah, with it. Yeah, the point is, the fact that he had one leg, leg... Yeah, the fact that he had one leg really doesn't matter. The fact that, you know, not, that these other guys didn't like him and wanted to beat him up really doesn't matter. They chase her all the way to the gate of the estate, and then he's like, eh, fuck it, and they just go home. You know, right. like, th- that whole subplot really was just added, I think, just to, like, round out the movie to an even 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, they needed, I don't know, maybe she had, she had this weird, like, thing for amputees or something. She was really digging that when they had the weird, like, sexy not sex scene. Yeah. Now, is that her thinking that, like, if she fucks outside of the family, that that'll, like, break the curse? And then she'll be Well, but the thing is, because he kept the part of the lullaby was a pure betrothal. Mm. So he, she could only, at least, especially the first time, like, only have sex with him. That's why he was going to kill her when, but then he, like, licked her tear and was like, no, you're still pure. Yeah, that was gross. (laughs) That was so fucking creepy. That was so gross. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. There was a lot more sex in the... Well, not even sex, but, like, sexually charged... That's what I'm saying, like... ...than I had anticipated. The Irish Which, I was so, a lot of poor has in it, yeah. but... This but the Irish is, are so repressed, you know, supposedly. Right. I've never been to Ireland, so obviously this is a stereotype of the Irish and the British and everything, but, like... You're supposed to be so repressed, so... Also, I just feel like she... And I know that we live in the era of... And it's me, too, and all that stuff. But I feel like she was a little bit of a cock tease. I'm just saying. She was, uh... Oh, for sure. You know, she was really sitting close to her brother a lot. And then he, she's, like, laying naked in bed. And he, like, knocks on the door. And she, like, lets her in. And her whole, like, naked back's exposed and everything. It's like, mm-hmm. if you know your brother wants to get inside, like, why are you, like, fucking flashing it all the time? I'm just mm-hmm. saying. I'm just saying. I don't want to be a victim yeah. blamer here, but I'm just saying, like... Well, and then that I, that man. also, I feel like, ties into the ending because I feel like she almost was just using Sean. To get out. Because, yeah, to get mm-hmm. out. Because then once they had that dead body, like, they had him. So the ending scene, the ending scenes, she falls into, like, the upside down, basically. Mm-hmm. Where there's, like, this hatch door, which is full of water, I'm assuming is connected to the pond. And Sean, like, jumps in after her, and they, like, come together for a second, but then he gets pulled away and down by her ancestors. She comes out through the pond, like, unscathed, goes in, like, kisses her brother on the head and says, like, peace out. And, like, it ends with her, like, leaving the estate, so I feel like he was almost, like, a pawn. Yeah. Because she he, was sort of just, like... Yeah. She's like, yeah, he's fine, but, like... Yeah. Whatever. 
Yeah, she was definitely taking advantage of, like, his vulnerability, for sure. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't seem like she really wanted to get rid of... I mean, she could have broke the betrothed thing. I mean, she they were about to fuck, and then she was like, nah. Well, because she saw, like, the... Well, yeah, but, like, if she's trying to break the curse, then she shouldn't care that they're watching, you know? If, she really, right. if she's really trying to get out of it. Yeah, but she's still scared. Well, sure, but I'm just saying... But, like, you're already, your panties are down. You're halfway there. You might as well just do it. Get it done with. You guys are not being very feminist right I'm now. I'm not saying the in general. I'm just, I'm not saying, like... <laughs> for this movie... Tell your daughters this before they go to college. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, for the purposes of this film, if she fucks somebody who isn't her own brother... The curse or whatever is broke, and then she could be free. She yeah. supposedly wants to break the curse and be free, so you'd think she'd be getting anything inside of there that she could possibly try. That was the character mm. building, though. I know. She's nervous. She I doesn't, know. you know, she's torn between two worlds. Yeah, and, and that's like what. Like Hannah Montana. Oh, God. <laughs> really? You really fit a Hannah Montana <laughs> reference in there? All right, Thank well, you. <laughs> good news is, the good news is we can end the podcast now because we've had a Hannah Montana reference and we'll never, we'll never work in this town again. Um, uh, Hannah Montana is amazing. All right. All right. Don't Thanks everyone it. for your year, yeah. a year and some months of, of listening. Of listening. We but, appreciate um, it. It's officially if, been ruined. If these fans, if our fans are not Hannah Montana or Miley fans, then we don't need them. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay, Miles. Do you uh, Miles hear that? Edwin? Thank you. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, oh. Anyway, yes. My I, and I understand that that's the character building, and that is a a, a a reason why the why the movie is good. So it's good that they had that character building. I'm not saying that it makes the movie bad. I'm just saying that like, yo, if you wanted to get it out, or you wanted to get out, all you had to do was get it in. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It was a good gothic horror. It was, it was much better than a lot of things we've watched recently. So I will give it a thumbs up for that. Um, One cool thing I saw when I was doing some research was they filmed this movie at this place called the Loftus House, Loftus Hall, which is in Ireland, and it's supposedly the most haunted house in all of Ireland. Mm. And um, I was reading a story about it, and there's this, like, lore that goes, um, this guy, Charles Tottenham, came to the mansion, the Loftus Hall, in 1666 with his second wife and daughter from his first marriage, Anne, and um, they were taking care of the house for, like, the Loftus family while they were away, and a storm happened, and a ship arrived, where the mansion was located and there was a young man that they like let in to stay with them or whatever. And they got pretty close, like while they were hanging out, letting this man stay, like while he was figuring stuff out with the ship. So one night they were hanging out and they were in the card room playing a game of cards and each person got three cards, except for the girl, Anne. she only got two. Um, and a butler that was serving them was going to say, hey, she only got two, what's going on? When Anne bent down and realized that there was a card that had fell to the floor. And when she bent over, she noticed that the man had cloven feet. 
Mm-hmm. And then when Anne stood up to say something, the man jumped up and flew through the roof, leaving behind a large hole in the ceiling. And then after that, Anne, like, went crazy, like, and became mentally ill. And it's believed that the family was ashamed of Anne for, you know, having this. Because they they supposedly don't understand why she went crazy. Locked her away in, in this room of the house um, called the tapestry, tapestry Room. She refused to eat or drink and sat with her knees under her chin, looking out the window across the sea, um, waiting for the stranger to return. Uh, she ended up dying in the room, and it was said that when she died that her body would not straighten because her muscles had seized, and she was buried sitting in that position. And apparently, rumor states that that hole could never be properly repaired, that the mysterious man, like, jumped through. Huh. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Jump and right now they room. use it as, like, a, a, I think, like, you can do, like, tours and stuff, th- like, through this hall. And there's, like, a bunch of, like, poltergeist activity, and people have tried to, like, exercise it, so. Exercise the devil! <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. But, yeah, so that was that. Was that. That's the lodgers. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else. It's, uh, I would, if I was giving it out of, I would give it two and a half out of five stars. Me too. I'd give it a solid three. You give it three? Yeah. Give it three. Fair enough. I don't think yeah, we, the imagery really saved it, I think. We've never introduced a star system before, but now, as of today, here we are. We're going to do a, do a new thing. You know, Try we can do a new whatever thing. we want. Two and a half. Our podcast, we can do whatever the two fuck Two and a half want. sharks out of five sharks. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Yeah. Two and a half severed heads. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so... The next episode we're going to do is The Nun. Uh, We're going to watch this. It comes out the 7th, technically, is opening day. We're going to see, like, the premiere show on Thursday the 6th, and then we're going to record on that Sunday, um, and then we'll have an episode for you the following week. So if you want to join in on that episode, go out and watch The Nun. Um, Again, it comes out in theaters on the 7th. We're super excited to see this uh as you all know we love the conjuring movies and all the spin-offs and everything even when they're kind of dumb um so i think this one's gonna be really scary I i'm i'm so, hoping for lots of jump scares and yeah. screaming yeah especially in theaters like mm-hmm. i in theaters on opening night should do the trick the nun yeah. Like, the character the nun scares the shit out of me i don't i can't quite pinpoint why but her and, like, the woman in black from, like, the Insidious movies, like, those two characters, like, the imagery of those characters really get to me. Aren't they the same character? They're not the same and character. They're not the same dark force. I thought they, that was the same dark nope. force. Nope. But it's just this dark, demonic, like, yeah, it's in just, the shadows kind of presence. Yeah. Like, when I get scared of, like, you know, when you, like shut off the lights and are about to like go up the stairs and there's like dark and shadowy that's like always the image that pops into my head when i like run up the stairs quickly because i don't want anything like to the get painting me. of the nun yeah like i don't know like no. that imagery like just scared and the woman in black from insidious they just scare me so and i can't quite pinpoint why they get to me so much but they really scare me so i'm really excited about this next one 
I um none the nun herself. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Conjuring universe. I'm a big fan of. I think. I don't think the nun herself scares me, but they've handled her very well. I mean, in the scene with the painting where Lorraine is painting and the, the whatever, and then it yeah. comes through. I mean, that's yeah. a very powerful scene. I am a little worried about this one, only because Insidious, the last key... Was not good. It had... It wasn't good. It, but this is like a whole new, like, yes, it's still part of the universe, but it's like a... It, Kind of like Annabelle. It's like a whole... It's That's true. almost like its own but thing. But this is also not Insidious. This is The Conjuring. I know. This is The Conjuring, and The Conjuring is better than Insidious, I think. So, But I'm just saying, Agreed. it's it's Bloomhouse. It's all the same guys. It's, you know, so... Okay. And there are some things about it that make me a little worried, like... In, and there's really only been one trailer so far. So, um... But in the trailer, you're seeing some things that are very... They look very much like a haunted house. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she's walking through a dark, scary hallway with torches on the wall and fog. Like, literal on the fog. I like ground. that, though. I, I do know, too. but that's like, when <laughs> has there ever been fog on the floor of the inside of a building ever? Well, it's in, like, an old nunnery. In, like, a catacomb? I don't know. I've never been in, like, a well, catacomb. Well, I understand that, but I don't think that there's a lot of fog. We haven't gone to Paris yet, Justin. We don't know mm, these I things. Know. I've been to Paris, but not into the catacombs. Oh, well, Laura's been to Paris, so... But none of us have been to catacombs. We don't know. Maybe there's ground fog there. Well, yeah, you go we into the catacombs, know. and I'm pretty sure you're in an as above, so below situation. Yeah, and I, mean, I am very claustrophobic, so... Yeah, you would hate it, probably. Um, so that's the first thing we're going to do if we right, go over exactly. <laughs> Shove Laura down in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think she's been handled very well, especially her 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 music, her soundtrack with the, the high-pitched, like, violin that kind of accompanies the nun thus far i think mm-hmm. is very so i don't know i mean it could be i think it could be really good I, and i'm down for one thing that i don't like to do and i tell people this that have seen scary movies with me and stuff and that aren't the the two of you is i you know i like a i'll allow a movie to scare me yeah. and jump scare me even if it even if i know it's not that actually frightening you know so right. if, if, if all it does is jump scare the shit out of me thursday night yeah then it will have done its job and well, I'll, be, yeah. I'll be happy well I mean, that's like the second annabelle movie uh which i think is the best annabelle movie the first one was fine but i really like the second one is that the one at the uh, orphanage pause yeah. okay yeah. thank yeah. you yeah so that one. But she's sorry again. The nun is in that movie, right? That's what I'm thinking of. That's the girl in the wheelchair where she's pushing her, and then she looks behind her, and it's the scary nun, and then they're in the bar, and that's the second one. Yeah. Okay. Carry yeah. On. Sorry. Um. So Annabelle, even though I know it's not like a quality scary movie, but we saw it in theaters, and again, and same thing what that Justin just said. Like I definitely allowed myself to be scared and like found it scary. Although if I watched mm-hmm. it in person or at home or that not in person yeah at home i probably wouldn't have found it that scary yeah that's why watching horror movies on like opening weekend or just in the theater in general is like eli ross said it best like there is nothing like seeing a horror movie on opening weekend with a ton of horror fans yeah. because like if it's a shitty horror movie or not chances are you will be scared or at the very least be entertained yeah. and have fun exactly yeah i, I just, love it yeah and it's i was such an experience when i used to work at the movie theater there was always a handful of people who would come see you know whatever scary movie was opening night 
And then they would complain that people, oh, well, people were being rowdy and talking the whole time. And I would always, like, in the nicest way possible, because I was, like, a manager at the theater, tell them, if that's not what you like, then don't come see, um, you know, I would give them, like, passes. But then as I was giving them the passes, I would say, every scary movie opening night is like this. Mm -hmm. It's what attracts horror fans to scary movies opening night. That's yeah. what we enjoy. So if you don't like this, don't come opening night to a scary movie because you're never going to be satisfied. Because this, like, I, you know, I would say, like, you know, I'm a huge horror fan and we enjoy that. And so I would always have to tell people, like, if you don't enjoy that, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then don't come opening night because you're never going to enjoy yourself and you're always going to be setting yourself up right. for, like, and they're like, well, why can't people just behave themselves and blah, blah, blah. And it's like... Because we don't want to. That's not the point. That's right. not the fucking point. That's like, I want to yell at the screen with 400 other people saying, yeah. like, run, bitch! Like, okay. you know? Or in the second Insidious one, they she gets hit with the tea <laughs> kettle. <laughs> the greatest moment of my entire life. I want the audience to erupt in, like, cheers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. like They were rooting. I mean, we were all rooting for the villain. But it was just... <laughs> The best moment ever. It was you know, like so, the Packers won the Super Bowl right. or something. Like, it and was that's what so I good. want. I want that audience interaction, that audience energy. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing that beats that. And I'm very excited for this So one. we're going to do that. We're going to see The Nun. We're going to do that. We're going to see it. It's going to be great. I So I'm also excited, too, because they banned the trailer for The Nun on YouTube because they did a jump scare, like with the original trailer, they had like at the very end, it was like a jump scare. Is that why it says watch till the end? But then when you yeah. watch till the end now, nothing happens? Yeah. So they banned the original trailer. Yeah. I didn't get to see it, but they, I, I think it's where she like comes out of the shadows kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And people were like pissed. So they got rid of it. Oh, see, but... I was wondering that. Cause like when you watch, we, we just watched the trailer for it last night again. And it says, like, make sure you watch to the end. And then you watch to the end, and it's just, like, the end of the video. And you're like, well, yeah. what the fuck? Like, So I'm going to try and find it. If I can find it, I'll post it on social. So make sure you guys are following us. Um, Facebook, Established Anamity Podcast. Um, I'm sure if I can find it on Facebook, I'll be able to find it on Instagram. So make sure you're following us on there, too. Established Anamity. Um, keep up with us on there, because we post cute pictures of Cloud and all the stuff that we're doing, movies we're watching, things that we're reading, um, reviewing, and thinking about doing. Um, and I and I love it because it's a great way for you guys to interact with us and tell us like what you like that we're doing, um, and comment on stuff. And um, so that's great. We're also on Twitter, establish D Amity, and then uh, don't make don't forget to tell your friends and subscribe to us. We are on iTunes and soundcloud and we are working on getting on other platforms like stitcher and spotify and all that good stuff so yeah oh yeah okay you can um i just looked it up yeah jordan you can find it and you'll have to share it because it's not that video it's not the trailer where it says watch to the end it's a six second youtube ad that they were sharing between that would pop up as an ad and also on facebook and it would look like when you clicked skip ad, it would look like the oh. volume would turn all the way down. And so you can still find it, but it, it'll just tell you that it's a it has a jump scare warning. So, yeah, you if you just Google it, you'll find it. Oh, fun. And then you okay, can share yeah. it to our, our Instagram. I'll totally post that for you guys so we can scare you. So, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. 
Yeah, watch at your own risk. Yeah. This will be a an example of why you should listen to the podcast. You know, like because then we warn you about stuff. It's true. So, mm-hmm. yeah. all right. Anyway, so thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. For Have sure. a great week, and uh, we'll see you next time. See y'all. Bye. See ya.